0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket, Brighton. Early Tuesday, September 19th, it's good to be here. As always, i like to thank everybody for all the comments and reactions. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Please watch on YouTube, and I will respond and interact with a lot of the comments. In case you're new to the Daily Ticket, I take a good comment, which lately has been a question, I'll answer it. Then I take a bad comment, which is usually making fun of me, and I will read it and react to it. And I expect to get a lot of that today. I really do, because the one thing I've noticed about social media, when you give a sports opinion, people are savages. They tell you exactly how they feel. It's kind of like politics. If you're on the other side of what another person believes, they go right at you. They don't care what your reasoning is, why you believe what you believe. They just make fun of you. Same exact thing. The same exact thing with sports. It is amazing. It really is. You give a sports opinion, and if it goes against a team or a person that somebody likes, they call you a moron, they call you stupid, they call you every bad name in the book. Never once does somebody say, I disagree, but I want to hear you out. Like, let me find out what you're thinking. Why do you think the way you think? That never happens. Why doesn't that happen? I don't understand, but it doesn't happen. Like the other day, The other day, it was Sunday night, kind of a rough day, Lions lose. I lost a ton of money in gambling. The other night, I threw out a tweet about Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, you know forever, last two years, we watched as Lions fans what the Rams did because the Lions were getting their first-round picks for two years running. So I thought maybe to make everybody feel better, I would tweet out an anti-Matthew Stafford tweet because I never was the biggest Stafford guy out there. So I simply tweeted out. I'll read the actual tweet to you. Here you go. At least Matthew Stafford threw two picks and the Rams lost. Oops, force of habit. Did not go over well. Not at all. I guess people weren't ready to hear it. The wounds of the loss were still too raw, apparently. And some guy even responded to me true story. He said, this hurts. I feel so sorry for you and you'll deny it, but your life must be so miserable. How does he know how miserable my life is? I think it's actually pretty good to tell you the truth. I got a house. I'm in my backyard. I got not one car, but two cars. Got a gorgeous dog, seven-year-old, a wife that doesn't hate me all that much. Like, I don't know, I kind of feel I'm living the American dream. But this guy, because apparently I'm ripping on Matthew Stafford, thinks I have a miserable life. Maybe he's got a miserable life. I don't know. But they don't understand it. I'm very nice on social media. I'm very nice to other people on the radio. I ask people why they think what they think. I never call anybody a moron. Let's try to be nice to each other, people. And now let's get uncomfortable, too. Because that whole preamble was hopefully to convince you after I say what I need to say for you not to be too mean to me. And I've thought this forever. And now, not only do I believe it, but I kind of feel that you're going to believe it too. I'm going to say what I'm talking about. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to disagree with me. You're going to yell. You're going to scream. You're going to call me a moron. But I'm right. And if you disagree, I kind of feel you're wrong. The Detroit Lions should have never traded DeAndre Swift. There I said it. There I said it. I'll say it slower. The Detroit Lions should have never traded DeAndre Swift. It's that simple. David Montgomery who the Lions went out and got in the offseason, a very good running back, got hurt in the Seattle game. He's got a thigh injury. He's going to be out at least next week, maybe another week. So now your depth at running back is minuscule. Who do you got? You got Jameer Gibbs, who we're going to get to, and you got Craig Reynolds. They call him blockbuster. Then you're going to probably have to go to the practice squad and get yourself another running back. I don't know why you gave away DeAndre Swift. It makes no sense to me at all. And I know what you're going to say, and you're yelling it right now. He always gets injured. He wanted to be traded. I don't know why I use that voice, but that's just how I picture you yelling at me in that voice for some reason. But look at the facts. Look at the facts. The Lions decided they wanted to take Jameer Gibbs in the first round of the draft. They did. DeAndre Swift said, I want out of Detroit. I ask for many things. I never get him. I went to Chipotle the other day and said, give me a free burrito. They said, no, you got to pay nine bucks. So you know what I did? I paid nine bucks. Just because you ask doesn't mean you receive. I've never quite seen a situation where the Lions had all the power. DeAndre Swift is in a contract year. You might not notice, but guys play better in the last year of their contract. Why? Because they want another contract, especially when you're a running back and it's hard to get paid to begin with. So I expect Swift to have a great year. And he's already started, by the way. See what he did in Philly? Thursday night against the Vikings, 175 yards rushing and a touchdown. I know what you're going to say, though. Oh, big deal. It's one game. Shut up. He'll be hurt by week four. I get it. I threw it out on X. I threw it out on Twitter. People yelled at me, hurt my feelings. They called me moron and stupid and idiot. DeAndre Swift, last year of his contract, he was making $1.7 million against the cap. There was no reason to get rid of him. If you kept him, you would have had yourself a very deep running back room. And when one of your running backs goes down, like a David Montgomery, you could go and lean on Swift a little bit. That's what the Eagles are doing. And that's another thing, by the way. If you think you're a good football team, and most people, despite the law, still think the Lions are a good football team, why are you giving them the Philly? Why? You got a fourth-round pick for 2025. You got a seventh-round pick for last year, Antoine Green, the receiver you drafted. Cool. Could have waited. Why not trade him in the deadline? Why not keep and hold on to him? But more than anything, why give him the Philly? You might meet Philly in the postseason. And you know what's going to happen? DeAndre Swift's going to run all over you. I can't get past it. And now that Montgomery is injured, You should have kept DeAndre Swift. Comment section below. You think I'm wrong? You should have kept DeAndre Swift. You had all the leverage in that relationship, and you gave him away for nothing, and now you got a running back injury. But it's not just that, guys. It's not just that. Let's dig a little deeper, shall we? I believe on the Daily Ticket, we got to dig a little deeper. Not just what's on the surface, which is Montgomery's injured. Swift's in the city of brotherly love. I'm going to ask something. And again, you're going to yell at me. You're going to call me an idiot. You're going to call me a moron. But if you really think about it, you might agree with me. Here, I'll just put it down here. Did the Dions also make a mistake by not drafting Jalen Carter? Because if you think about it, they took Jameer Gibbs. And Jameer Gibbs, by the way, might be a very good player. Now, He was kind of non-existent in the game against the Seahawks. I thought he was really good in limited play on Thursday night against Kansas City at Arrowhead. And then you saw him in Detroit. He dropped the pass. He caught some passes. He didn't run that much. And towards the very end of the game, mind you, when David Montgomery got injured, they were giving, they, the coaching staff for the Lions, were giving the snaps to Craig Reynolds. Instead of Jameer Gibbs. Does that make you uncomfortable at all? And then you see what Jalen Carter is doing in Philly. He is awesome. In his first game against the New England Patriots, he had seven hurries in 35 snaps. In that game, he tied a rookie record for the most pressures for a rookie defenseman tackle in the last five seasons. Also had a sack in that game. Then in game two, he continued to be a disruptive force. In limited steps, he had a tackle for a loss. Showed his value as a three-down defender. Also added four more pressures in several hurries. In fact, and this is according to NFL Rookie Watch on X. Let me just read this to you. Jalen Carter through two games is up to 11 pressures, 10 hurries, 85, uh, I'm sorry, and a sack. Let me say that again. I screwed that up. Jalen Carter, through two games, is up to 11 pressures, 10 hurries, and a sack. He's also played in less than 50% of the Eagles' defensive snaps. Think about that for a second. He's not even playing all that much, and he's making an impact. He's on pace for this season, his rookie season, to have 93 and a half pressures, 85 hurries, and eight and a half sacks. Now, for reference, Chris Jones who is back now for the Chiefs, who could be the best defensive tackle in all of football. Chris Jones, last season, had 97 pressures and 63 hurries. Jalen Carter is on pace to have a Chris Jones-type season in his rookie season. Add that to the fact that you got zero pressure against Geno Smith on Sunday against the Seahawks. And you got to be wondering, should you have taken Jalen Carter? Should you have taken Jalen Carter? Now, if you look at that trade, the Lions have the sixth overall pick. They traded with Arizona. They ended up getting 12. They took Jameer Gibbs. They gave away six. They also got 34. You got Sam Laporta at 34 in the second round from Iowa. He's been very good for the Lions. So I know what you're probably saying. If you got Carter, you don't have Laporta. Laporta's been very good in the blocking game, also catching passes. He's up towards 100 yards receiving. Is he not, or close to at least? So, yes, a little give and take there. But if you look at the Lions' weakness And it's pretty evident right now they cannot get to the quarterback. They have one sack in two games in the season. And that one sack was Geno Smith, like, not remembering where he was. He literally, like, lost his mind and gave himself up at the three-yard line for some reason or another. I don't understand it, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. Jalen Carter's making an impact. Jameer Gibbs really isn't. So... Did you mess up by not taking Carter? Obviously, he had some background issues. Obviously, he had baggage. We all know what happened in Georgia. Being involved in driving potentially recklessly. Suspended license. I understand there was baggage, but my goodness, he is making a name for himself. He is on pace to maybe win defensive rookie of the year and, dare I say, become a pro bowler. He's been that good for the Eagles. Answer the question, comment section. Did you mess up by not taking Jalen Carter? And by the way, if you took Jalen Carter, you would have kept DeAndre Swift, and you still could have went out and got David Montgomery, which goes back to the premise of this podcast to begin with. You should have hung on to DeAndre Swift. But I got a little more. If you didn't like Jalen Carter, what about Bijan Robinson? See what Bijan's doing for Atlanta? And by the way, it just so happens that the Atlanta Falcons played the Detroit Lions on Sunday at Fort Field. In two games, Falcons are 2-0. Bijan Robinson, 180 yards on the ground, 75 yards receiving, 124 yards rushing against the Packers on Sunday and 19 carries. That's 6.5 yards per carry. Also had another four catches for 80, 48 yards, 172, 172 all-purpose yards. And the Lions are going to face him next. Do you think maybe you should have drafted Bijan Robinson? Now, again, the same thing goes with Sam Laporta. You take Bijan John Robinson, you're not getting Sam Laporta. But you are getting a running back that I do think, at least through two games, has been more potent, more impressive, more impactful than Jameer Gibbs. And I still would have hung on to DeAndre Swift. So I wanted to ask you, now that you know what's going on with the Detroit Lions, things aren't falling apart. Everything is fine. If they can beat the Atlanta Falcons, they'll go to 2-1. and They're in first place in their division. They go to Green Bay in a couple weeks. Like, it's fine. The NFC stinks. The Lions are going to be okay. They will be. But I do wonder about some of these things. Why'd you trade DeAndre Swift? Should you have taken Jalen Carter? Maybe you should have drafted Bijan Robinson instead. Comment section below. Be so kind. Comment if you would. Did the Lions screw up by giving away DeAndre Swift? not drafting Jalen Carter, or not drafting Bijan Robinson. And by the way, I am not saying Jameer Gibbs is not the answer. I have not seen enough. I haven't seen enough. But I also don't like the Lions saying, well, we're going to use this kid in ways that you've never even imagined. Well, when are you going to start doing that? Because now might be the time. Because you didn't do it in game one. You only gave him nine snaps. You didn't do it in game two. I thought most of the time he was ineffective. So is it going to be in game three against the Falcons? Maybe it's going to be at Lambeau in game four. I don't know. But I did get a kick out of that. I am not down on Swift. I think he can be very good. But I think it's human nature. When you look around the league and you finally have evidence and guys that you could have drafted, but you decided not to draft for whatever their reasoning were, those guys are killing it. Bijan, Jalen Carter. Still waiting on DeAndre Swift. Again, great promise in game one by Swift. I'm sorry, not DeAndre Swift, but um, Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs. Great progress by Gibbs in game one. Game two, I thought it was a little bit of a setback. And now that there's no David Montgomery, is he going to be your feature back? I don't know. Some of the things we find out when game three rolls around at Ford Field against the Atlanta Falcons. So please, like and subscribe and rate and review if you'd be so kind. And in the comment section answer, did the Lions screw up by not drafting Jalen Carter or Bijan Robinson? Did they get it right with Jameer Smith? uh, My goodness, Jameer Gibbs. And should they have kept DeAndre Swift? Those are the questions out there if you want to hit on it. Let's get to some comments, shall we? As always, I read a good comment and a bad comment. Good comments recently have been questions like this one. Jeff, how concerned are you by the three interceptions by J.J. McCarthy on Saturday against Bowling Green? I'm not concerned. I believe they were bored. I know you probably think I'm giving it the Michigan spin because I'm a Michigan fan. I'm really not. I've been around this stuff for a while. If you talk to any coaches, talk to any players, I do think adversity helps the most. You can preach and coach until you're blue in the face. But when a guy goes out there and struggles for himself, I think that is the best teaching tool, whether it be for a team, whether it be for a player. And JJ looked bad on Saturday night and he made some reads that I could not believe. And JJ now maybe you think has a reputation of turning over the football. He did against TCU and he coughed it up three times against Bowling Green. Now, of course, Michigan still won 36. It doesn't matter. But I do think J.J. is going to learn from these. And it happened at a good time, believe it or not. You got Rutgers just around the corner. They're undefeated. They come to the big house on Saturday. I think he'll go back. He'll watch on film. His teammates are so behind him, as you saw. He looked like he was a little down in the dumps, letting his teammates down. And his team rallied around him. I think all in all, a couple days to think about it, go back and watch the tape, understood what he did wrong made some reads that he usually doesn't make. I don't know. I think he's going to be fine. I think it's going to help him. I do. I think when the adversity happens on the field in front of 110,000 people and whoever happened to be watching that entire game in the Big Ten Network, I think this is going to be good for J.J. McCarthy. So I am not worried in the least. And by the way, I understand they played three cupcakes, but the first two games, it was like a 90% clip for accuracy. So. I also think, too, when you play cupcakes over and over and over, teams got a tendency to get a little lax and get a little bored. I think that's human nature, too. I think that's what we saw on Saturday, and not just in the Michigan game, but a couple games. Heck, Georgia struggled at South Carolina. Alabama struggled at South Florida. Texas played nobody. I can't remember who they played. They struggled for a little bit, too. So I think J.J. is going to be okay. Now, if it happens against Rutgers... Ask me the question again. Maybe I'll have a different answer. But for now, I'm not concerned at all about JJ McCarthy. Bad comment. This comes from Allison. Says, shut up. You're so loud. I'm trying to work. Our daughter is trying to do her homework. Do you have to be so loud? Do you have to Oh, wait, wait. Oh, wait a second. Oh, that's for my wife. Oh. Oh, she's. I'm outside. The bedrooms just right up there. Oh, she's working. Oh, sorry, sorry guys, sorry. I'll be a little more quiet. I got another bad comment though. How about this one? The last episode of the Daily Ticket. I had to be a judge. I was the honorable Jeff Judge Jeff Rieger. I was judging if the game against the Seahawks was indeed SOL. I came to the conclusion that it was, but I did say when I was the judge that I left my gown at home, my gavel too. So here's the bad comment it says with your looks, you should always be wearing a gown or at least a dress. So there you go. Not that creative. Could be a little more creative, but there's the bad comment for today. Here this is what I'm wearing right now. Just, just a t-shirt. I believe it's ACDC. That's right. For those who are out the rock. We salute you. All right. Comment section below. Did the Lions screw up because they gave away DeAndre Swift? Are you concerned at all that drafting Jameer Gibbs was the wrong choice? And maybe instead you should have went with Jalen Carter. Just a couple of the things we discussed on this podcast. We'll catch you tomorrow. It's been fun. As always, please rate, review, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast. Jeff Rieger, The Daily Ticket. We'll catch you tomorrow. Sorry, guy. Sorry, honey. It's too loud. Yeah, yeah. She's happy this podcast is ending. Bye, everybody.